so you had a pretty easy time at work. Yeah. Because no one was there. Yeah, yeah, no one was there whatsoever. So just you just sit there and do nothing. Um, I watched the second half of the film. Yeah. And then I just Googled stuff about the film. Nice. <laughs> I wanted it to work, but I was too sad. <laughs> so. Should I open the Yeah, yeah on that note. Yeah. <sighs> too sad. That was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Mm. But we watched the Hotel Rwanda just the last time. Mm. Yeah. Last time it was the Hotel Rwanda. I know. Was... God, the Muppet seems like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Really does. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the saddest thing I think I've ever. I, I watched the first half of it at work last night, mm. and then I had to. I thought it would be fine to watch it in two parts, which was stupid. And then I had to go out afterwards because yeah. meeting a person at the pub. Um, I just thought about it all night, and then I just as soon as I got up, I watched the rest of it, and uh, yeah, just cried about five times. Mm. <laughs> what do other people think? Yeah, it made me angry as well. Yeah, not just sad. Yeah, also angry. Mm-hmm. Sure, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, people are really quite shit. And <laughs> conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I, yeah, I think last quarter, the fourth fourth, was the most intense of all the movie. I thought the first three quarters were okay. But then everything was very intense at the end. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, did did you all know what was going to happen? No. 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 I, no. I had no idea. Did not know that this had ever happened. Me, me neither. No. <laughs> I did, didn't have a clue that there was anything happened at the Munich Olympics. No. Uh, I think I had heard of something about Munich and there was some, uh, some crime happened. Mm. And then, as I started reading it, I realized it was a terrorist attack, but then that was all I knew, and there right. had been, like, terrorist attacks in Munich. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rough. Yeah, it was really... left a very, very bitter taste at the end. Um, and, yeah, you, you end up angry... At several different people. Yeah. <clears throat> Leaves you feeling a bit helpless and, yeah, not good. I don't know how I'm supposed to continue on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or is it just us? Like, I, why do we know about this? Is it just that it happened so long ago and it's old news now? Yeah. It probably is, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Quite something. Yeah, so I was sad, firstly, that people would want to to commit a crime like that. And then also sad that um, just through bad planning and communication, handling the crisis went so badly wrong. And then sad that, yeah, this revelation at the end... Um, that they, that maybe the West German government just like let the people go without yeah. charging them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah, pretty staggering indifference and incompetence. Hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, incredible. Yeah, the level of incompetence yeah. was just shocking. <laughs> I mean, I, one of my comments, I've just reread them because it was a little while since I saw the film, was uh, what a fucking shambles. Mm-hmm. Like, filming. Oh the my god. Covert yeah. attack. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, as in, mm. will they not now? I right. mean, it's like there how are hard is everywhere. It? Yeah. Live TV. Yeah. Um, Even not keeping the roads clear on the airport so that they yeah. can't get the fucking armoured cars through. Mm. <laughs> um, Forgetting to order the armoured cars. I'm so angry oh. about it. The police oh. officers say that they are unqualified and leaving mm-hmm. the airplane at the end. Oh, you're just abandoning their mission. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm sure they'd only had an hour or so to do all the preparations so but just to say a couple of minutes before do you know what that's just not <laughs> terrible um i think the yeah the thing that got me so much was um the snipers didn't have radio communication yeah. they said you guys go up there we'll see you when it's all over um <laughs> it's not like they didn't you know, there's a few things that we saw here that was like it's the 70s that we'd have done this differently now we have better technology but that wasn't one of them. Like, they had radios. One mm. little walkie-talkie for each of them could have saved the whole mission. Mm. I'm amazed that it just didn't... But then yeah. they weren't snipers. They didn't have sniper rifles. Oh, yeah, they think they just had They were just, like, rifles, police right? officers. Yeah, mm. with normal assault rifles who were just picked because they happened to shoot recreationally. I read it. Mm. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, there, but there's so many bits like that where it's like, well, yeah. if they'd just done that then none of mm. this would have been a problem. Yeah. Like, so many parts. Like, yeah, just walkie-talkies. Totally would have managed it. Yeah. But no. Yeah, pretty bad. No, I really thought they would. some miracle was going to happen and they, would, they were all going to get out of it, or at least some people would survive. But no. Um. Hmm. Yeah, and the, oh, the reporting that they survived, and then well, how did that happen? Oh my god! Turned out they had. Yeah, I guess just a huge media circus where, mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, they were definitely letting the press have too much information about yeah. what was going on in terms of letting them point cameras and things and stuff. So I, I wonder if just the lack of information, rumours get started, mm-hmm. and but yeah, to have got that so badly wrong. Did you? No, you go. I was going to say, do you know what else made me so the the other apart from just the mass incompetence was that they were just so keen to have the games continue. Mm. Mm. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Now I wanted the athletes even like just chilling while this is all going. Sunbathing in sight of the apartment where it was all happening is incredible. Um, Ghoulish. I did have. A bit of a question, mm. um, which is, it occurred to me that there is a case for just continuing the games, because the whole reason mm-hmm. they had done this was mm. to try and get the eye of the world on them, and in the same way that there's a case to be made for not negotiating with terrorists at all, and that mm. kind of thing, I think there's a case to be made for saying, well, you're not stopping, this is a big thing, with people from all over the world and we're celebrating like friendship and sport between countries and you, you can't stop that we're going to do what we can to yeah to to resolve the crisis but we don't need to 
give you more power than we have to. Um, that didn't seem to be what they were saying. No. It seemed, well, from the well, no, film. They, they gave them the platform. They gave them media coverage. Yeah. If that had been the motivation, they wouldn't have been broadcasting it. it uh, yeah, yeah, I got the feeling that the German people in charge were more like, well, this this just isn't what we want them to think about Germany, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's not care about the Jews. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um... <sighs> Yeah, and it seemed like they were just trying to get on with it and try not to like lose the money that comes with the yeah, and the good good exposure that comes with the the games being on. I think I read also. I don't know if it's true because this is just obviously like not from a reliable source, probably. But um, that mm. they they had like someone predict different terrorist scenarios. Did you read that? No. Uh, anyone? Um, the, and someone, they correctly predicted that pal- armed Palestinians would, like, take the Jewish, um, the Israeli team hostage and then yeah. demand a plane out of there. But they decided not to, like, plan for that. Mm. Um, they'd, they'd ask some kind of, like, psychoanalytic specialist to predict different scenarios. Yeah. Um, and also that they'd received a tip-off, but again, this seems very sensationalist, so I don't know how true it is, but, like, a tip that some incident was going to happen, but because they didn't mm. want it to seem like a militarised kind of... They, they wanted that openness of, like, mm. no security and things, so they just decided to ignore it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we saw people climbing fences and stuff, didn't we? And I must say, like watching, say, the London Olympics, it was it was distasteful how high security was at times. How they were like going through everyone's bag, who was going anywhere near the stadium, and stopping people from from bringing in all sorts of innocuous objects and stuff. And it made the organisers look look sort of distrustful it made the whole thing a bit seem a bit dirtier and a bit more horrible mm. but I've I've revised my view on that <laughs> since, since watching this film um, mm. yeah mm. I think also maybe the United Kingdom at that time was very cautious about terrorism I remember here mm. that in mm. ceremonies they also checked your bags I can uh, believe that mm. Because certain terrorists, in several terrorist attacks, had been happening in Europe at that time, I think. Yeah, and indeed, the 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 worst terrorist attack that ever happened in London was in two thousand and five. <laughs> they call it the Seven Seven bombings, and those were the day after the UK was awarded the Olympics. Um, so the day after the announcement that in twenty twelve there'll be the London Olympics, there was yeah the worst attack that had happened and. What was it? Seventy people died or something? Yeah, that does sound like a bit of a threat, doesn't it? Yeah, and it did, didn't it, come as off well as an awful thing <laughs> to happen. Yeah. Um. We also read. Oh, sorry. No, no, go. <laughs> they refused to at the London Olympics hold a minute silence for the Munich ones. Really? It was like some people were trying yeah. to campaign for a minute silence. And I, I don't know enough sure. detail. Yeah, like, no, a- there's it's like. Too political. Wow, yeah. Is that 40 years done? later? And yeah. I suppose if that's done every year, like every Olympics, mm. 
but to try and introduce it maybe as a bit of a statement, mm. a bit of a political statement. It's an odd one because there's a lot of things that we should have minute silences for, and you'd have like ten different minutes of silence at the start of every event. If you were to twenty-four hours of silence, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, there's well, something to be said for not having for a terrorist attack that happened at the Olympics, which then received a massive cover-up. Yeah, like um, yeah, there's something to be said for it. Mm. But then I wonder if there were other things that would, it would be better to use the minute silence for, or um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm still amazed that I'd never heard of this. Yeah, I think it's shameful. Yeah, it's not just part of our consciousness. Yeah, but I wonder how many other things because that really was a long time ago. Now it was forty, forty-five years or something, forty-seven years. So, yeah, many. There are many people whose parents weren't born when this happened. Um, it makes sense that it will be remembered less. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I vaguely remember do you remember the news story about Jeremy Corbyn supposedly laying a wreath at the graves of the Black September terrorists yes this rings a bell yeah um, and there was no evidence that he did but he no, was, it was definitely total, there wasn't he he was there he said but he was just there to commemorate like it was a it's a cemetery for all Palestinian martyrs yeah he okay. was attending so but yeah it was totally I think fabricated yeah but that, that but yeah, was it was just group, something that it? yeah, it was that that group so it just rang a bell of like, oh, okay. oh I okay. have heard of like that vaguely related mm. thing in the news. Yeah. It was it was weird seeing what terrorists were like in the seventies to me. I don't know if this is something that went through your heads that would we we see terrorist threats now. And that it's a very different beast nowadays. Um, and I, there were a lot of things that surprised me watching this. So this film came out uh, in 2004? No, in 2000, I think. Yeah, it was 2000. Mm. Or it was the year before 9-11. And therefore sort of the year before, like, Islamist terrorism that really got going as a big thing that people were aware of and I was amazed seeing they went in and they sent a person out who just sort of chatted with the authorities mm-hmm. and even the, the mm-hmm. people in the authority said actually yeah he was he seemed really nice he seemed like <laughs> just a guy that you could chat with and they had these precise things that they wanted and they said well let all these people go if you do these things that's your option and when they said, we need more time, they said, okay, we'll give you more time. <laughs> they were negotiating, whereas when you see terrorist attacks now, mm. it's usually like a suicide bomber who doesn't... There, there's no room for mm. negotiation because it's all over and mm. the person themselves is dead before it's even started. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it was just... Yeah, I don't think like the press conference and stuff... Like with mm. the, the the terrorists, it just seems so bizarre. Mm. 
like the idea mm. that you would do that now in Libya later yeah, yeah. just like say ah oh, so you still glad you did it or yeah. you know do you regret it at all members of the British media there interviewing them yeah, um, yeah incredible just... like well shaved smiling chatting just completely members of society Compared to now, where again most of the people doing this stuff are bearded, <laughs> bearded for one thing. That, that is the main difference. <laughs> but also hiding in their bedrooms or hiding mm. outside major settlements, um, occasionally leaving like you videos that they've shot, yeah, um, with messages, mm. messages that usually involve their demands being like. The destruction of Western civilization. <laughs> um, just, yeah, it just just surprised me watching that. And for the first half of the film, I was thinking, this is pretty intense, but isn't this a lot better than terrorism nowadays? Um, and that that feeling definitely was not there by the end. Um, so you had the feeling that every, every everything had become more radicalized. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not that I didn't think Hamas were radical in doing this, and not that I thought it was okay what they were doing, but it's just, just a bit it, more personal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just just seemed more more human somehow, more like a, a logical action to try and achieve a a genuine end, mm. um, rather than yeah, just the big brother. We need to be at war with someone. Yeah, and it's just this big mythical enemy yeah exactly both from our side and from theirs yeah. um yeah it was uh it did did you guys have that thought going through it that this this is so different from terrorism now Maybe didn't no not really it didn't okay. occur to me at all hmm. there was something it, it felt more more chilling because like just this this human yeah. interaction just and the um, the scene that got me was like when the coffins were going back to Libya, and everyone yes. was trying um, wanted to touch, touch the martyrs' coffins and things like that. Um, like just that human engagement with death, I suppose. Like knowing that death is what is the intended outcome of this, and it's very different if it's you know, a building full of people, you can somehow, like, you just, you can't comprehend that. So you don't yeah. try to understand what it was like for one person. Whereas this was just, like, individual people, individual coffins that people were trying to get close to. And that's almost uh, an emotion that you can wrap your head around. You can understand loss of one person. Yeah. Um, or admiring one person for something they've done. Um, and that it meant I really had to engage with the emotion of it. And it just, yeah, it was maybe chilling's not the word, but it, was, it felt a lot more real yeah, than this. Okay. The kind of abstract, what we talk about is terrorism now. Um, so I don't know if it's the same thing, but that, that was probably the nearest thing that. I thought about. Sure. And part of that was tied up 
for me with um yeah the first half of the film being a like an exciting adventure i thought isn't it amazing that something so because i was thinking surely this will have some kind of yeah not totally soul crushing ending this this is like a the true story of something exciting like watching a second world war movie or something um had you seen anything about what it was before you started watching the film or did you just just put it on and I don't think I saw anything yeah I think I knew it was something to do with terrorists at the Munich Olympics but I didn't know anything else yeah I think I'd maybe like seen the Netflix description of that mm. or oh, I don't think it was just one like the one sentence description yeah but yeah no. and the, the moment I realised that it was going to have at at least sort of bad ending was when uh, what's her name it was one of their wives that they were interviewing throughout the fencing coach's wife yeah the fencing coach's wife and she said and that was the last time I ever saw him yeah yeah that was was quite oh wait what you mean they don't all just get out because yeah I thought he might be the one that died or something yeah um but no, it's just all of them. Cool ringtone. Anyone we know? <laughs> um, I don't know this person. Um, just a spam caller or something. I think so. Yeah. Sorry, I should tell him to face off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No what made you choose this film? Hmm, well, uh, again, a list of, um, I think this won the best documentary yeah. in, in, at the Oscars in 2000 and something. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, we haven't seen a documentary. Well, I mean, we've somehow mm. seen documentaries. Well, if this one is one that won, mm. I mean, I, I'd not specifically choose uh, this one. It's just that it was like a documentary an Oscar award-winning uh, documentary. Maybe it is good. Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that was the reason. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, did you know anything about the about the events before? No, no, no again, no. I, I, I think I was just like you. That and I, I didn't. First of all, did not know uh, of anything that had happened in Munich at that time. Hmm. Then realized yeah, of the existence of this documentary, and it was like, oh well. There had been terrorist attacks in Munich, and that's the only thing that that I knew. Yeah, oh, which made it all more chilling in the end. Oh, yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> How intense! Uh, yes, um, there were several things that made me really sad. Mm. Um, I think the the scene that you mentioned, where they were received as heroes. Mm. Like, oh. mm. I mean, why? <laughs> yeah, that was the first bit that made me really despair and really get a bit angry because uh-huh. it suddenly felt like. Like whole nations of people wanted this to happen, or uh, tens of thousands of people. It was also surprising to me because I think so far, I mean, and it made me realize that maybe I should <laughs> learn more about more things in life. Um, but I've been aware of perhaps a tiny bit of the conflict between, mm. I believe, Israel and Palestine. Mm. Uh, and 
perhaps ignorantly, I have always been on the side of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then seeing that even as in all as in all sides, of course, as in realizing once again that all sides can have like a very dark side, yeah, made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. So I, I had some awareness that, that terrorist groups, had, done some pretty, pretty bad stuff in the Arab-Israeli conflict. But I think, like you, I seem to have. Been exposed to more, news about, various atrocities that the state of Israel has committed, um, so it, uh, yeah, it was, notable seeing just how how very much like the bad guys in this film were were Palestinians and watching it made you think wow it's yeah it's pretty pretty rough on both sides which is yeah troubling but another thing that it made me think is it wasn't really anything to do with religion in this film it was all of their demands were about their nation and their people, their ethnicity, against this other nation that they saw as having done various bad things. And now it seems to be so caught up with Jews and Muslims and the idea that people tend to see this as like a, a religious conflict, which I don't think it really is. And the more we look at it like a religious conflict, the more it seems like there's no way to ever solve it and no one will ever agree and just these these people will hate each other forever. But the the way it was all presented in this film and the way even the terrorists and the Israelis during these events were acting made it feel like a conflict between a, a two or three nations. And that feels like a lot a lot more like something that you can find some resolution to. And so I, it made me sort of worry that even since this terrible thing has happened, um, we've got worse and worse at trying to resolve this. Um, yeah. Just mm. a thought. Is that fair to say that they didn't really talk about religion the whole film? Pretty much. I it was my understanding though that they it wasn't a particularly skewed towards religion then. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe become that's more a part of it yeah. since, yeah. I don't know much about it to be honest though, but yeah. I thought it was more about like occupation hmm. of territory like obviously divided along these lines that included religion, but Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, a shame that can sometimes get distracted by the fact that one side is overwhelmingly Jewish and one is yeah. overwhelmingly Muslim mm-hmm. and all the Arab countries that are on the Palestinian side are all overwhelmingly Muslim mm-hmm. um, except maybe Lebanon and yeah. But didn't they say that the leader was half Jewish of the Palestinian terrorist group? Really? Yeah. Oh I didn't didn't get that. I must have yeah. Maybe so that's, that's even more. Yeah. Well, not just oh, these yeah. 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 So I, I, every time I think I've got a handle on maybe what things are about, I get really confused. But yeah, so Israel did 
didn't exist as a state. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, until I think so. after the war. Yeah. Forty-eight or something. So you can kind of see why people would be pissed off. Like, if you've just got your country, and then what? Like the UN says, "Oh, well, yeah. this bit's a different country now." Mm. However, that region did exist, uh, and I think it was called Israel. Uh, so even though it wasn't a country, mm. I believe that, as in the region at least, had been identified as Israel because of religious texts. Okay, but I thought it was called Palestine. But people mm. thought of it as Israel. So when there was that mass movement in, they called it Israel. Hmm, but maybe. before that, it was okay, Palestine. Yes. I, I, I know that the, the, yeah. the country yeah. Israel did not exist, yeah. but I believe but that yeah. the, the word itself, yeah. Israel, mm-hmm. and, yeah, did exist before. Okay. Yeah, it was viewed as a, a nation of people that had no homeland, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, that's um, the idea. Yes, um, I, I believe, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so regardless of names, very much. Jewish people saw that as the the holy land um, to which they would someday hope to return. Um. Also, what I thought was somehow satisfying, yes, there were many mistakes maybe that the uh, German police or the German security forces made, mm. and yes, I was willing to say, okay, well, this was in the past, and maybe they weren't properly trained, and mm. that was a mistake, but I suppose that, w- that was easier for me to forgive than when they said no we just released them yeah (laughs) incredible and yeah I was expecting to I I did just briefly look up the film I did what I do what I've done for a couple of films we've watched just go on the Wikipedia page of the film and scroll down to controversy (laughs) because if there was anything in that film that's hotly disputed then it will normally turn up in there and yeah, it seems like this this conspiracy theory that maybe the yeah the the West German government wanted to get rid of these terrorists and set up this whole this whole hostage situation and flight hijacking with Hamas. Um, it seems like that that really could be true. Um, we even saw the, the guy in the the guy in the film, didn't we? Who was one of the one of the West German government or mm. one of the authorities, they asked him about it and he just, he just shrugged. <laughs> as if to say, yeah. it could, could be, we just don't know. Mm. Um, and that's a long way from you know being able to say, well, no, this that probably isn't true. Um, yeah. That's just so, so spineless and so negative for just encourages groups like that to do things mm. like that again because they think they can get away with it. Yeah. Sorry, just to come back to um, the setting up of the state of Israel. Probably worth mentioning that it was yeah, it was a region called Palestine, but it was governed by the British. Fucking British! I up just until, did everything yeah, <laughs> up until the end of the Second World Stop War, it. At, at which. <laughs> Point. I think it was a, a good idea. To, so it, it wasn't exactly like power had been taken away from the Arabs that lived there in favour of setting up a Jewish state. It was like, okay, guys, no more colonialism. What are we going to do now? Um, because they're too poor, apparently, wasn't it? It wasn't was like, that? we don't want the empire anymore. It was like, we're in this post-war depression and we can't afford to keep <laughs> anything going. 
and the US is like not loaning us any money while we're okay. like Jews into Palestine and yeah, okay. things like that. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. I think I never knew either that they were, I, did, I didn't know this before I watched them, but that they were in charge of the emigration from Europe to Palestine of Jews and they just, the and white papers or something into the Britain. Right. Um, so they ha- they capped the numbers that could go in and then they like actually people who had survived the Holocaust were like interned in camps in Cyrus by the British to stop them getting into Palestine yeah okay it's just so upsetting yeah, what <laughs> so this upsetting. is what all these pro-Brexit people want to bring back they want Britain to be in charge of the world the empire. doing shit like that <laughs> Oh. Luckily, though, we'll be so poor after Brexit that we won't be able to. <laughs> well, that's good, doesn't mm. it? That's something. Mm. Oh, well, we're, uh, we're something like a footnote in mm. geopolitics now, aren't we? Um, yeah. Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just did not do well with power. Mm. <laughs> and sadly, we didn't do all that well giving up power mm. in many cases. Like, we maybe didn't do so badly in, in some places, but yeah stuff like this setting up setting up just this mess of a pair of states that are kind yeah. of states but kind of not um, and the partition of India mm-hmm. um, just what a just the what a dreadful last thing to do in charge of a country yeah. is to to screw it up so badly um, pretty much be summarised in like okay bye <laughs> yeah or more like Oh, by the way, he hates you, oh, yeah. and he's been cheating on you behind your back. Um, we're taking all this stuff by... Yeah, it's been a complete mess. Mm. <clears throat> Which is unfortunate. Yeah. That said, I can see at least some case for setting up a state for Jewish people to call their own. And if you're doing that, it's very difficult to answer the question of what about the other people who live there already? Um, and it's very difficult to answer questions like, what do you do with the, you know, what, what happens to the 10 million people from around the world who want to suddenly move somewhere that doesn't have a load of natural resources and can't necessarily immediately cope with a huge influx of population? And I think all of those are difficult questions <laughs> which the British government completely failed to answer um, in league with the mm. uh, the French and the US and the UN. So I at least think it was difficult. Yeah. Um, and you can you can kind of understand why people, how people become so radicalised when mm-hmm. there's just been mass displacement of your from your home. You're in this refugee camp and you're growing up this yeah. like mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. That just could turn to hatred of something so much that you could commit such atrocities. Yeah, yeah, you can see where where they're coming from somehow. Not yeah. like empathise with them, but like you can yeah. kind of objectively understand how mm. this sort of seed of radicalisation could be planted. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's a certain impulse to tear down things that seem wrong that I think aren't shared at times and thought this this whole thing's a disaster we've got we must do something surely and it's difficult to I accept think even that to be, yeah sorry 
it's difficult to accept that the answer sometimes is you need to sit down quietly and slowly negotiate over 20 years that that's not attractive um And in this film, we have to have to face the conclusion that that terrorism was a successful method of achieving what the people wanted to achieve. In many ways, it like we've just talked about how a lot of what we see in the media now is very anti-Israeli government. And at least their case in this film was that the Israeli government had been doing a load of awful stuff and mm. these kinds of things brought it to the world's attention. Um, and that's that's particularly uncomfortable to think about. Um, that they may even have been successful in what they were trying to do by killing a load of innocent people. I've got another question related to, like, in the film, when they were talking about... The, the terrorists and the terrorist groups they were calling them the Arabs mm. was that just a, a racist broad brushstroke or was that oh the Arabs and the Jews are the ones that fight out in that area I noticed that it was just the Israelis that were interviewed or some of the Israelis that were interviewed that called them the Arabs right I think at one point a reporter said the Arabs, or like a right. newscaster or something, and that's when I thought, oh, that's a bit unusual. Yeah. I, yeah. I did not expect that. Hmm. All the Wikipedia pages that I read, the many Wikipedia pages, <laughs> yeah. brushing up on this. <laughs> it's not a bad read, also. <laughs> it's very I'm, handy. I'm all for learning from Wikipedia. Talked about Arabs and Jews. So oh, really? It's like quite common, I think. Okay. Way of dividing it. But again, it might be racist, I'm not sure, I don't know. I think that's how people describe themselves, yeah. Arab and Jew. Mm. But uh, is it, yeah, it seemed to me that it was mostly the Arabs and Jews in question that were talking about Arabs and Jews, and it was mostly the Europeans and Americans in the film that were talking about Israelis and Palestinians. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, don't quite know mm. what, what that comes from. It just seems it just seems unhelpful to just say the Arabs because mm. the Arab state is huge and doesn't all necessarily want to fuck up Israel. Yeah, or maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but this was a very specific. These were Palestinian refugees who had been displaced. Yeah, wanted to have that heard to then just be like oh yeah the Arabs are doing a bad thing mm. yeah yeah sort of a bit unhelpful yeah you're suddenly dragging in what 20 other countries yeah yeah and when you say Jews dragging in people living in 100 countries yeah, uh, yeah not good but apparently this is because anyone can update Wikipedia, right? Yeah. So, and so it must be true. So it must be right. Like, <laughs> I'd have been updated by now if that was not hmm. the politically preferred term. Hmm. Yeah. Unless Labour Party have been at it or something. <laughs> suspender, suspender. <laughs> You'll get your letter in the post tomorrow. <laughs> Hmm. 
Um, did we all enjoy that the Israeli Olympic team went to see Fiddler in the Roof the night before? I didn't go there. That. That nice good choice, good choice. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'd have done. <laughs> in fact, I thought about that for a little while and I thought, why did they tell us that? And I thought, I, I did want to know that. That's kind of interesting. That's That's cool somehow, but... What can we learn from the fact that they went to see Fiddler on the Roof? And one... Do you think it's symbolic? Bring <laughs> 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 the bell. Could be. All right, great. I think if nothing else, it, <laughs> Symbolism th- there's something to be said that it's it's a symbol of how much Germany had changed um, mm. compared to the previous Olympics, where. <laughs> yeah, what were they? Nineteen thirty-four. Six. Six. Yeah, which is sort of well into bad persecution of Jews. Um, but they would have anyone really, wasn't it? There was a lot of persecution of a lot of people. Um, yeah, area. particularly Jews, though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, to go from there to having a big professional production. In a major capital, in, in a yeah, a major city, um, celebrating Jewish culture and life. Mm. That's that's noticeable. Mm. Also, yeah, love Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. Did you notice the bit where they said they were going to go and see Muppets take Manhattan? <laughs> 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 Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, what did you all think of right near the end? The high-paced, energetic rock music with interspersed pictures of sporting triumphs yep. and dead people. I had not really necessary. I described it as the action montage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I I don't think I mind it because I thought it's quite a jarring. I think it's meant to be really jarring. Hmm, which it was. Um, I didn't. The part that I didn't like with the music was when they were showing the bodies in the helicopter. Oh and my god! And they had yeah. a really weird song on. Mm. That I just thought that's crossed the line for me with tasteless. Yeah. Um, I know you're again meant to. You're trying to jar me here with like, but yeah. like it's too mm. much this point, but. So subjective because I thought they did use the music quite well through the other parts okay. at the beginning as well, especially. Um, but yeah. So. Do you have thoughts on that? No, I. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I didn't. I. I did not feel like it was inappropriate, but maybe it was. Uh, did you feel any parts of the film were insensitive? Um. Or too insensitive. Or too intent insensitive. No. Okay. That's good. Yes, to some extent it's trying to trying to shock us, isn't it? So Hmm. But yeah, I was uncomfortable as you were with Yeah, the way they showed us some of the photos. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe that was maybe that was fair. Um I suppose they're trying to like just scrap convention where we'll be sad for a bit about mm. it and in a way that was good just yeah. like Hotel Rwanda not tugging on the heartstrings mm. too much you can 
show people a story and get them to process the facts themselves mm. and you don't have to tell them how sad it is that this happened. Yeah. I think that was what worked maybe for me about the montage with it when they were just showing the sporting tribes against that stuff mm. which is that you're showing the the sides that just don't care about like mm. there's just mundane stuff we're all going to forget about this eventually when we stop watching it I don't really know what the point is I'm trying to make but like it's sort of highlighting that we can we'll just dissociate and forget about it mm-hmm. um, yeah which is just what we did yeah don't know what my I mean I can phrase it better but come back okay um one of my notes is about whether it was in black and white or colour because I think it switched between the two and I don't know if that was just because some of the footage was only in black and white that's what I understood um Mm. but yeah I don't have any more details so I don't know quite what I was thinking at that point Mm. but now that I think about it, it probably was just that a lot of the action, the sporting footage, would just be in black and white. Yeah. I think my dad told me that his family got a colour TV for the 1972 Olympics. Mm. I think that's what he said. And there was a bit of a push to say, like, this is going to be a big event. Mm. Uh, you want to get a colour TV because it'll all be broadcast in colour. Uh, or a lot of it will be. Yeah. And he didn't like it because it was blurrier than black and white oh. when it first came out. Um, don't know if that tells us anything. <laughs> I thought the the contemporary news presenters were surprisingly insensitive. Mm. Um, the way they were, yeah, showing it as a live. 24 hour news coverage thing and all just standing there staring at this building mm. impeding the police and all that kind of thing I'm, firstly I'm surprised that the the authorities let them and then I'm surprised at the way they went about it um, being kind of snazzy with the way they would phrase things in the, the worst part of the whole film when we just discovered that they all died they tell us that with the newsreader saying something like my father said our greatest hopes and greatest fears are never realised well well ladies and gentlemen this is one time which yeah seemed like apparently that wasn't scripted like they were literally feeding him the news Mm. and he was just saying things just like he hadn't been told we see the moment where he gets told that they're all dead when going from believing that they were all alive so Mm. I can forgive him for saying something that's really cheesy and <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah. Just because it's difficult to I suppose like to say the right probably thing. not processing it at that yeah. time, like it's just getting this horrific mm. news on live television. Mm. But yeah, just to, to editorialise it like yeah, that was true. was surprising. But yeah, maybe ten seconds later he thought, Oh maybe I maybe I should have just said it straight or something and it's too late. Um, but that that was not the only time throughout the film that they would, yeah, they would say, they wouldn't say we've just discovered that a as I think say the BBC would do now. Mm. Um, this is breaking news: the Israeli team at the Olympics has been held hostage. Mm. They were saying uh, a happy time turned sad, a dramatic occasion as this mm. happens. They were. 
as if they were trying to sell newspapers right then and there, as if they were trying to entertain people, and that's that's what felt that's what felt bad about it. I certainly don't blame the film for that because they were showing what was said at the time. Um, yeah, it was it somehow related? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's related, but to my mind, it is uh, to that insensitiveness is when they showed us the graves of the athletes mm, to me it just sounds like the Olympic Committee had betrayed the the Israeli team and if those athletes were still alive maybe they would not want to remember their participation in those Olympics mm. but still the Olympic rings were on top of mm. their graves yeah. and I was like oh how unfortunate. Maybe they should remove them? Mm. Yeah, being defined by... Uh-huh. Was that their actual grades or was that the memorial? Oh, I'm not sure, but still, I thought maybe they shouldn't be there. Because mm. if, it, if it's a memorial dedicated straight for them, then you can understand why it would have, that, oh, why it would have their murder. It, it, I, I believe it was probably their graves. It was the, mm. the, the daughter, I believe, visiting... Mm-hmm. Her father's grave. Mm. That's how I understood it as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought the same thing that I want. What if they didn't all want to be buried in that particular way, or what if their families didn't want it? I, I thought it was just a memorial, but I may be wrong. Okay, yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, I've thought it before other times, though, like uh, war graves, where all the gravestones yeah. are exactly the same. Um, and I've wondered sometimes is. Did, did the family get a say in this, or did the people who died get a say in it? What, what's going on here? Mm. That said, we saw how much the, how much at least some of the athletes were proud of the Olympics and happy to be there. Mm. Mm. And the way they went in, over and talked to the Lebanese. But I wonder if they were happy with the way in which their situation was handled. No, perhaps not. Maybe their opinion changed. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I. So this is maybe a bit too much information, but when my mum died, I had to like really argue quite hard with pretty much everyone in my family about having like pink everywhere for breast cancer. Mm. And it's like, but that mum's not defined by the thing mm. that killed her. Mm. And I feel like defining people by mm. these Olympic games where they were badly, yeah, like not mistreated, but underprotected or whatever. Mm. Um, it's kind of cruel. Yeah. Like, um, but people see that, they, they think, oh yeah, that'll be nice, won't it, if we mm. have them all together, somehow that's more collegiate or something. Mm. Um, so yeah, the mm. idea of like having the Olympic rings on it is just cruel, mm. I think. No. Unless you're right, unless it's a memorial in their grave. Yeah. I think it's a bit different with military. I imagine when you sign, when you like join the army, mm. you're sort of giving your life to the army, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Um, provisionally, <laughs> and therefore they probably get a say in where you're buried. And particularly Second World War memorials and stuff, they. They just wouldn't have been able to to do, deal with people as they would have wanted. Hmm. I didn't have any other thoughts. No. Oh. 
No, they're mostly just fury related. Mm. I thought it was a really good choice for a film. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it was, yeah, it was good to, to watch a documentary. It wouldn't have occurred to me to pick mm. a documentary. Yeah, um. yeah no, mm. I, I hated every minute of watching it, but I'm glad you chose it. And I didn't, as I say, I loved the first half or two thirds because it was exciting and it, I didn't realise what was going to happen. So I did enjoy it and I would watch it again. No. Eventually, yeah, I never want it, to see it again. No. Any films that deal with that subject matter, yeah, right. twenty years. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, it was interesting. Uh-huh. I think I learned a lot. Yes, I, that, that's what I like about documentaries. Then, maybe you don't learn everything, but at least you become aware of more things. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I should have studied history. Maybe you should. <laughs> Of a secret I, history. My high school maths teacher, when he went to university, he was deciding between maths and history. Mm-hmm. And he chose maths because you don't have to read as many books. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad that I did not study that. I'm glad that I did not study history. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that I can watch documentaries. It's, it's easier to dabble in history. Yeah. It's a bit harder to dabble in maths. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. It's loading. <laughs> you never load. Vegan mm. bacon? Baking. Oh, baking. Sorry, Scottish accent. Oh, no, it's just like... Mm-hmm. Um, I do say those words the exact same, so... Yeah. <laughs> you said them the same. Bacon? Bacon. Bacon? 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 Yeah, you've got a good record, haven't yeah, you? <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> um, so the film I have chosen this week um, is on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. The Last Action Hero. Last Action cool. Hero. Just <laughs> okay. The Last Action Hero. <laughs> yep. I'm depressed. <laughs>